Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here for this week's matchup show with co-host Frazier Tafar. Frazier, how you doing? Doing good, Ken. Excited for this big game in L.A. Um, coming off a huge division win against Cincinnati and seeing how we can follow up against this matchup. Exciting Monday night news. We're recording this on Tuesday this week, but exciting Monday night news that the Chiefs got beat. Mm-hmm. That is one of probably three losses they're going to need to give the Ravens to leave the door open for the Ravens to get the number one seed. They could technically do it with with uh, uh, just one more uh, loss for the Chiefs, but uh, but I think more than likely it's going to take two. But still, nonetheless, exciting to see the Chiefs stumble a little bit. Yep, definitely excited to see that. I think we just need to keep the foot on the pedal. Uh, we have control of our own destiny. Just need to capitalize on this opportunity. Yeah, it's a funny thing is we actually don't have control of our own destiny, even in the AFC North. The Browns have control of their destiny. If they win out, um, they win the division. So I don't think it's going to happen, but they do yeah. not have control of their own destiny. So one of those things. All right, well, let's let's look ahead to this Chargers matchup. We'll start on the defensive side of the ball. You want to do that first? Yeah, let's go with the defense. My matchup is Keenan Allen versus the Ravens slot DBs. Um, I expect to see Kyle travel with him in the slot. Um, I don't really trust uh, Mallette to be the guy to go against their number one guy pretty much. So the main thing for me is getting a big body like Kyle Hamilton on him just to disrupt timing with Herbert because Herbert's someone that likes to be on schedule, and when he holds the ball too much, he's known to get sacked. He can make the play, but he's known to have the pocket collapse around him, especially with the mediocre offensive line he has this year, it's going to be crucial that we can take away Allen and force them to beat us with Eckler or Johnson. Allen, kind of your prototypical 6'2", wide receiver, so your bigger-bodied guy, definitely not the kind of speedster that he once was. So uh, um, this is a... Uh, you know, it, I think it's an excellent matchup for the Ravens to get Hamilton on him. It's almost mm-hmm. like a tight end. Uh, what Allen can do as a blocker to help in the run game, uh, and what the what the Chargers present in the run game can can largely be impacted or can be impacted, as I say, largely by the fact that Hamilton is up front and uh, and give you another big body to play well against the run. I like the the, the notion of disrupting. Um, is a very good one for this game. It's a very weak offensive line, which is what I want to talk about in uh, in my matchup side. Is uh, how the Ravens should should use a mix of pass rush techniques and deception to overwhelm what is a very poor offensive line. Um, the left tackle Slater, who's the number one draft pick from a couple of years ago, has five holding flags. Um, and he's by far their best lineman. Uh, but the other guys, I want to go across these guys because they are were recent. Very highly plugged draft prospects 
most of whom did not work out. But here, here they are. The left guard is Zion Johnson, the 17th overall pick from 2022. Um, he's really been bad, uh, both as a pass and run blocker, despite playing next to Slater. So you think that would help. And he also started the season playing next to Corey Lindsley, who was a, you know, a good center they had to start the season. So they had a couple offensive line positions taken care of. And then they had the big injury to Lindsley, and he's been replaced by Will Clapp, who is the <laughs> definition of a replacement level. That's a that's a big drop off. Yeah, I think it's uh it's tough to see that kind of situation happen to a guy like Justin Herbert. He has a lot of talent, and it just hasn't been there and an organizational level for him as a quarterback. So to see his whole left side almost get decimated at one point is kind of tough. Yeah, the uh, Jamari Slater is a right guard. A lot of people remember him uh, from the 2022 draft at right guard uh, at Georgia. And he was actually, I think he was actually a tackle. He might have played left tackle, he might have played right tackle. I'm, I'm trying to having trouble remembering exactly where he played at Georgia, but he's been converted to guard in the NFL, as a lot of people thought that that would happen. And he's played almost every snap for two years. He just hasn't really. Um, improved a lot. He's a little bit better as a pass blocker now, probably than he was at the very beginning. If you look at PFF scores, that certainly shows that sort of a, a trend, but definitely not a quick-footed guy. And and when you have a guy his size, mm-hmm. um, you'd really want to keep him a tackle if you could. But you know, it's kind of like you you turn pitchers into relief pitchers if that's the only thing. Otherwise, you'd like to have starting pitchers. You know, starting right. pitchers are, are more valuable in terms of what you do with them. And the same thing goes with tackles and guards in the NFL. You want to you want to keep your tackles at tackles, and you want to stop fooling yourself with people who are guard, tackle, swing people when it really means they can play guard okay and they can play tackle terribly. Yeah, and I think the Ravens need to figure that out a couple of times, especially with uh, Falele and uh, Salah coming up. Yeah, those are yeah, that's good examples that they're already switching Falele inside. Hopefully... Hopefully that's not a permanent move. Hopefully we see yeah. some return on that on that pick. But uh, but it was that was definitely a gamble of a pick. You know, people talk about lottery tickets and and whatnot. I say that's not the way to look at it. You look at it as World Series of Poker entries, and uh, EDC is going to be much better with his entry than I'm going to be with mine that I'm just mm-hmm. buying in on. So it, it's it's only natural that uh, uh, that that guy uh, uh, you know that fall lately I should say um, you would hope that you know we, we get some good review of a player who uh, who the Ravens have scouted well enough to know that he's of more value than, than his, than his draft draft did seem like a value at the time. A lot of people had fought Lele going higher in the draft, mm-hmm. but uh, but it just hasn't worked out that way so far. I think it's just his aggressiveness. That might be the missing key. I think he has the all the lack of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, he needs to get that mean machine in him. Cause I think that's the last piece for him for real. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a patty cake player, and yep. you know a guy his size not striking uh, mm-hmm. is is very frustrating. It's just extremely frustrating to watch, and um, yeah, he needs to definitely learn how to strike. Probably needs to go to an offensive line school in the off season to really put some time in on that because his career is on the line next year. Yeah, if he doesn't really play well. Uh, you know, he, he may stick around and hang around on practice squads for you know through about six years in the NFL, but he's never going to make any real money. If he wants to make some real money, he's going to have to. He's going to really have to improve significantly. I want to go to the last spot on the on the offensive line for the Chargers, though, which is the right tackle Trey Pipkins. He's been a turnstile as a pass rusher. Been penalized six times, including three holding flags and an IDP. The reason I mention those are post snap penalties. They're worse in terms of giving the defense the option. Uh, sorry, giving the offense. 
defense, the option of uh, taking the play or not. So you, you really, while false starts are bad, they're not quite as bad as a five-yard uh, post-snap penalty. So Ravens got some target practice to go on yeah. this line, and they've, they've certainly got a, a, a good quarterback they're facing in Herbert, but um, lots of options in terms of how you approach the pass rush in this game, and I really hope the Ravens will keep up with some of the deceptive elements that have worked so well for them. Yeah, I don't think there's really anyone that's going to have a big game. I think it's going to be contribution across the board. You kind of just spelled out everyone across the offensive line. The only strong suit they really have is their left tackle, and that might be Van Noy or Oway's assignment. But whoever's on that side, I think they're going to do well. But it leaves everyone else, Matabike, Pierce, and Clowney, to disrupt on the right side from left Hard over. Yeah. So you make a good point, by the way, that that Owe going up against Slater is mm-hmm. a really good length matchup for the Ravens and a really good litmus test for what Owe can do to a short arm tackle. Mm-hmm. Really love to see him continue on the kind of streak he's been on of uh being very disruptive right at the line of scrimmage and beating the man opposite him. But he would typically be the rush linebacker, which is on the naked tackle side. Um again with the Chargers, it would typically be that left side. And I really like how Dafe is playing, especially after he came back from injury. Uh, when he started the season against Houston, he looked on fire. I mean, he mm-hmm. looked very good. Now he's looking good with speed and on top of that, more polished with the pass rush moves, getting in very seamlessly almost. So now it's time for him to when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Even taking another step forward when we have more intense matchups coming uh, coming up against the Jaguars, Niners, and Dolphins, we are going to need him to almost put it all together coming soon. Looking forward to that. Obviously, that uh, I, I had a post on Twitter in terms of the most likely ways that the Ravens can make the playoffs. They don't absolutely have to have that 49ers game, which is which is a good break, I guess I'd say. But the, the two games they absolutely need to have in order to make sure they get no worse than the two seed are the Miami game and the Jacksonville game. They have to get those head-to-head um, wins set up. And then they hit, then they need a few other things to happen. They need the Browns to lose two ball games. They need Pittsburgh to win one ball game if they if the Ravens can win five out of six. And then they need the Chiefs to win two, lose two ball games, which is not out of the question, certainly, uh, even though they have a, a fairly easy slate for the last seven. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. This last half of the season. All right. All right. We'll move over to the offensive side of the ball. What do you want to see? On offense, I do want to see with Bosa out, 
can the Ravens establish play action pass? So specifically, I expect them to run the ball effectively against the Chargers. Um, they can really key in on Mac and make sure they make him the point of impact on the runs. And I expect us. I expect Mitchell to have a really good game. Uh, watching the Green Bay game, they ran a sweep with their number 11, and he took the angle, and it seemed like nobody on the Chargers can gra- could catch him. So I'm expecting Mitchell to have the same kind of game going lateral and vertical, making sure that he can stretch the defense because this team is not fast sideline to sideline. I do think of Khalil Mack as being a pretty good edge setter in addition to a pretty good pass rusher. Are you expecting um, a... I mean, he's their he's their number one guy now with Bosa out, obviously. I don't know that I have not heard officially that Bosa is not going to play against the Ravens, but being carted off with a foot injury and crying is generally mm-hmm. not a good sign for, for the next week. It's not like they don't have any other pass rushers. They have a little bit more, but I would think that they would really give some attention to Mac. And I, I think particularly missing his partner on the other side, that he's a little bit less likely to take some of the Miles Garrett chances. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I, I want to get into that in, in my item, which is really taking advantage of a very weak secondary. So it's a case where where Mac will have more responsibilities, I think, at the line of scrimmage. I hope, I hope the Ravens will, will find a way to take care of him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much attention they really need to give him, given all of the things they need to try and defend in this game. I think, I think the Ravens are going to kind of continue with their game plan, what they do against elite pass rushers, just try and run the ball at them. Uh, especially with the confusion on Lamar's give and fake on that counter, on the GT counter that I always like to bring up. Mm-hmm. I think those are plays are effective against aggressive D tackles, I mean, DNs. So when we have those things going for us, especially with Mitchell and his speed, you bring in a guy like Gus, I think the defense is almost going to expect us to run every time with Gus in the game. And when we kind of give them that little curveball or change up and we go play action with Gus in the backfield. I think that even gives us more of an advantage because they don't know who's going to be the guy we trust in pass pro in the sense of Keaton's running the ball well, but he's also a good speed threat out of the backfield. So he's always a liable in pass. But Gus is always considered the running back that we go to on running downs. So when he's out there in pass pro, it just makes more confusion for the defense, giving us the opportunity to beat those linebackers when they come up on the play action, especially because this year I haven't seen that much turn your back to the field play action. Right. I was I just going to see... ask about that. Just yeah, going to yeah. ask about it. Yep. That's exactly what I want to see this game. I want to see these linebackers take too many false steps forward and let us get either Aguilar or Beckham across the middle. Well, let's see that because Mark Andrews, obviously the the missing man right now. So it'll be really interesting to see how they establish a play action game without him. Yep. You know, whether it likely is the guy, whether they, you know, have Kolar be the guy some, whether it's Beckham, whether it's even Bateman on, yep. on some of these plays. I think that's, you know, there's lots of good choices. Um, one of the things, if if folks remember back to the 2018 playoff loss to the Chargers, was the Chargers absolutely packing um, their defense with defensive backs. In fact, they played quarter defense on yep. something like all but one of the snaps. That frustrated Jackson. Jackson, you know, obviously was facing a lot of zone defense and he hadn't matured as a passer yet into his 2019 form. So he was he was not as uh, 
um, deadly in that regard. And they were all over the field anticipating where where he would be. And uh, they, in addition to that, they really won the game at the line of scrimmage with their front four just manhandling uh, who the Ravens had out there. And that was very frustrating. I will say this Los Angeles Chargers team is not built to do that to the Ravens. They have a lot of weakness in the secondary. Uh, the team is allowing 7.1 net yards per pass play, which doesn't seem that bad, but a 99.3 passer rating. And when you look at the individual DBs, they're very, very weak across the board. So Asante Samuel Jr. is having a terrible year with 9.7 yards per target. Uh, Taylor is at 7.0. He's the best of them. Davis at 7.5. Derwin James, 9.9 yards per target this year. Wow. That's a, a disaster. And and here's the big one. When you're free safety, and this is, I, 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 uh, it's like Aloha Gilman, but it's not exactly that. I always get it wrong, Alaiho or whatever it is. He He's allowed 11.9 yards per target this year. So he's, he's been a big, uh, a big negative in terms of coverage. I don't understand exactly. He has a very good PFF coverage grade on him, but it doesn't mesh with the, with the results at all for me in, in terms of what he's done. So, um, you know, I think there'll be a lot of scheme to deal with Mac um, in terms of either ball lock quick or to block Mac um, with an extra eligible receiver to make some time for Lamar. But the, I think that'll be the, um, the interesting matchup. They have got to test a very weak secondary and test them frequently. Yeah. Now that you're bringing up those stats about the safeties, uh, Derwin James kind of having an off and coverage is kind of mm-hmm. surprising. It'd be kind of great to see what Andrews would do against them this year, but unfortunately that won't be the case. I do want to see Kohler take a step forward. I think he had a very disappointing first half of the season, especially <laughs> after that, that big drop that he had in the first game. I think he lost all opportunity after that. And, Last week, he did get a good opportunity to make a first down, but he needs to continue to build off that, likely needs to take a step up. I think he's he has the ability. I think he just needs to put it all together like a lot of the guys we have on the team. Mm-hmm. Just stay focused and not, you know, there's a lot of lag with likely, and he needs to clean that up. All right. Let's say uh, uh, looking forward to this game, the Ravens four-point favorites as it stands right now. Um, we'll have fun out there. I'm, I, I hope in terms of, uh, going to this game, our first trip ever to SoFi. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but anyway, we're, uh, we're looking forward to this one. And I think, uh, Ravens fans should as well. Frazier, why don't you tell folks where you can, uh, they can talk football with you online. You guys can find me at Twitter slash X at F underscore R A V E eight. That's F underscore rave eight. All right. Outstanding. Other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. I want to talk to you and, and hear your idea. Try and uh, boil it down to something we can talk about in 15 to 20 minutes would be ideal. So uh, uh, would love to hear from you. I've had some great ideas coming in and we've got the half by week and the bye week right now upon us. And it's a great chance to record additional content that we wouldn't necessarily have time for at other times during the year. For Fraser Tafar, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye and we'll talk to you next time, next week on matchups. All right. Outstanding Frazier. Um, uh, good job. Um, recording. Do you, do you work with a company from the East? Where, where still, you're still recording. Without 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.